0: Welcome to hashtag love yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to hashtag love yourself. On today's episode, I'm going to talk to us about self regulation and, um, about our self love responses to when we experience things that we don't desire or to experiences of trauma. So uh, before we jump into that, I would love to thank our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Love Workers LLC. That is the company that I run. And a little bit about my company, Um, it first started as an online business to teach mental and emotional health to the public, and it's kind of evolved over the last and first year of its existence. Um, and now we do a lot. We still do a lot of stuff online, but we do a lot of classes in the community. Um, but essentially, we are just spreading um, knowledge and um, helping people become the best versions of themselves that they can be with tools tools and um, tricks on how to be the healthiest version of them. If you're interested in following my business or me in any way, I'll leave the links in the description of this episode. Okay, Now talk about our self-regulation because I know that especially when you're not loving yourself, Um, self-regulation can be really, really tricky. Um, And we are raised in a society and in cultures where self-regulation isn't really taught. I mean, we're starting to get on the bandwagon and like, I feel like my generation, like, they're trying to educate us on how to teach this to our children, so that that generation can grow up with emotional tools that are healthy. Um, but if you're a parent in my generation and you never did it for yourself, you didn't know how to self-regulate yourself. It's really, really difficult to go ahead and then pass that down and to teach that and to model that for your children, right? And so, let's put some energy into self-regulation and our self-love during our trauma responses so that we can really grow and we can really pass pass on some healthy behaviors to our children in that self-love direction rather than um, just handing over our trauma, you know, handing it down generation to generation and having the same regurgitation essentially is what they're experiencing, right, over and over again. Um, so let's take a minute to really just think about like, think back on the last time that you had a really negative experience, okay? And, you know, a lot of people when they hear the word trauma, I'm going to be honest with you that trauma, people want to make that something extremely dramatic. And they they don't often encompass what trauma actually is, because it's almost like, when we hear trauma, we hear like, like we hear rape or we hear child molestation. Like we hear like the really big things and that might be in someone's story that's listening. Okay. Um, but also trauma is, um, you know, having a circumstance, right? It's not just those big ones. It's also having like an experience or a circumstance where, it's traumatizing, right? Where you feel so out of your skin and you feel so um, out of control essentially is what's happening to yourself and your inner child. You're feeling so out of control that you become out of control usually when a trauma event happens. And I'm gonna give you an example of one that I just had recently that might make a little bit more sense to people so that you can kind of really grab onto like, the trauma's not like this huge big thing it I mean it is but it's not it happens in everyday life okay everyday life we experience many traumas not just the huge traumas like you know of the rape and the you know like murder and like (laughs) incest and all that kind of stuff right um so so the other day or a few months ago I was shopping at a used thrift store with my children and we were looking at all the fun things we love going to thrift stores and we love checking out um you know all the treasures that you can find there and I so I was looking around and I had just um I had brought all of my money all of my cash that I had made for my tips earlier that weekend um so it was literally like our lost dollars like um because I was going through a transition time and I had put it all in my my little purse, my little, um, I have like a little, like um, just a little purse thing that I wear. Anyways, doesn't really matter. So I put it in one of the pockets, I put the cash there. Well, when I was looking around and I found something that I wasn't expecting us to actually like buy something of that ticket price, I said, hold on boys, let me see if we can actually even get this cool thing that I wasn't expecting us to buy. Um, We'll see how much I have all together and just like double check the money, the grocery money, make sure I have all the money for the groceries, all the money for the bills, like all that, right? So all the cash in my purse checking to make sure what we actually do have. Well, when, when I checked it, I guess I put it in a different spot than I normally do, okay? And then when we went up to the cash treasure, oh, and I had enough and we were all happy to get our little treasures from this, you know, thrift store. And we get up to the line and we go to pay and my boys wanted a pop. And so, you know, there's like, you're multitasking. Like the boys are asking you for something the cash register is asking you for something. Your brain's like trying to like juggle between like the boys, you know, and you know, the woman asking me all these questions or whatever. And she said, gives me the total. And then I go to open my, my purse and the money's missing. The money is completely gone. Like all of my money for all of my groceries, for all of my bills, everything just gone. Poof. And I had a moment, right? And all I could do, and it's even making like a, th- like in my throat, like it's making me wanna cry in this moment. Like in that moment, I literally, it, it's like I zoomed out of like my human adult self and zoomed right into that little, Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. The little girl that was struggled her whole entire life with her mo- her single mom and we didn't have enough to go even to the thrift store and buy what we wanted. Like we had to cut up furniture to put it in to the fireplace to keep our house heated in the winter. Like that was the little girl that surfaced during that moment. Woo. So as you can see in here, I'm having an emotional response to it. And that just means that it was a traumatic experience for me. Right. And it didn't only play on like that moment in time. Right. But it really is like a trauma from my childhood, right? Like a trauma of not being able to like survive or have enough or, um, just being in lack right and it being like scary and it like and to think that you wouldn't have enough for what you need right so in that moment right I like my inner child kicked in right and that's what happens during trauma responses so if you don't know that already during trauma responses your inner child will kick in and usually take charge Above the uh, rational adult self, okay, and that's what's usually happening for most people. And like when you look back on like the circumstance after you have like an episode of like something traumatic triggers you, right? You, you, often think to yourself like, "Oh my god, I acted in such an immature like um, behavior, or like I acted in like such an irrational way, like." and that's not me like i acted in in a way that's embarrassing right or immature and so that's the thing you have to understand is that it's because your inner child is taking charge and like coming online because it's almost like it's almost like for a second like you beep red right and that like that's kind of like that theory of like people saying that they see seeing red right it's almost like the same thing it's like Some people see red and then they instantly go to the anger version, right? It just depends on what part of the spectrum you're on. Or some people go to like the sadness and like the, you know, panic mode, right? So it just depends on what kind of experiences you had growing up and what these trauma responses actually are connected to, right? And so during that example for me um I remember it was hard for me to breathe like I started to have like a panic attack like I was like and I just started crying and I was like and I didn't know what to do like I didn't even know where to go like I was like do I go because I needed to go walk back and you know follow my footsteps and find the cash but I had my children I had my card up at the register like I didn't even know what to do so I like looked at the lady like kind of like deer in the headlights and I was like couldn't breathe and I was like crying and I was like I, I need to find the money. And then I was like, like screaming at my boys, like, come here, we got to go look for the money. Like I didn't know what to do. Right. Like I was like, I felt scared is essentially what was happening. And then I was like, kept trying to check my purse and kept like all the different places. And this is like in the span of like, literally like, maybe five minutes max, right? And then all of a sudden, in this hidden, like, location of my wallet, where I don't know even how it got in there, like, I don't know if I just, I must have put it in there, but, like, not knowingly put it in there, I looked in this one spot, and the money was there, and I could finally breathe again, and it was, like, then my adult self came online, right? Came online again, and was able to, like, function, and, like, talk, and, like, I apologized to the cashier like I'm so sorry like I was like I was just that scared me really really bad I was like boys yes you can get a pop like go ahead and put it on and my boys were like scared and nervous because I had just been crying and like panicking and like they couldn't really understand what I was saying because I was like I like I said I was literally probably blubbering. like I was so I was in such a panic mode right that that I wasn't going to be able to take care of my family (laughs) that just made me so sad. So I think, so that's the thing to know. See, it's like, um, if you take this moment, like ahead of your trauma responses to actually sit down and like really tap into like what it is for you. And obviously for me, it's not being able to care for like, because I watched my mom struggle and she always made it through like we always made it, but it was like there were times where she panicked, right? And I watched her panic and I watched like, it was just so much weight and stress because there wasn't, it felt like there was never enough, right? And 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 you have to like make miracles all the time, you know, trying to like keep your kids fed and keep your kids clothed and keep your kids housed and keep your kids warm and and on top of that, you got to keep them all emotionally sound, right? Like, <laughs> And loving themselves. And the only way to do that is to love yourself. And so my example of that trauma response, like occurring, like, or, and like my responses to it, right, is like, obviously, in that moment, there was nothing that I could do differently, because that's where, like, that's what happened as far as like, when, the, when a big trauma comes in it's almost like you go offline right so immediately afterwards like we get to the car I put everything in the back of the car my kids are buckling up and I sit in the car and I just sit there for a second and this is what I feel like we need to learn is like that flip of the switch right it's what comes after the trauma is that that is the self-love piece okay And the reason why is because in the moment, you can't do anything about it. Your inner child is going to jump online. You're going to act maybe in ways that you don't want to, that are irrational, that are unhealthy, right? Um, they are going to be responses that are not, like like you're not in your right mind. But it's after you come back online, right? Like the adult you pops back in and you're front and center again, okay? Okay. that's when the work begins of the self love. Okay. And that's when you stop and you take a minute to not just barrel through this experience and, and like be the same version of you over and over again and, and not really contemplate about what's going on. Right. And not really heal it. You got to just take the minute to heal. And so in the car, my boys are buckling up. I sat there and I literally had a conversation with myself in my mind. And it went like this, and it was self-regulation. And this is what we're teaching young parents to do with their children in the midst of their little freak outs, okay? Hey, little girl, (laughs) that was really freaking scary. So you validate. That's step one. You validate those damn emotions that came up. You validate the heck out of yourself because no one else is going to do it, right? And you don't wait for anybody else to do these steps for you because it's not going to happen. okay? And you need to be self-sufficient in self-love. That is your job, right? So you're going to validate yourself and you're going to say, hey, that was a doozy. That really, really, really would have been bad if you would have lost that money. If someone else would have gained from you dropping it because that's what I thought had happened. I thought that I had dropped it in one of the aisles and I'm like, we're in goodwill. No, no one's going to give me back, you know, hundreds of dollars. They're just going to take it and walk away. Right. Um, and so that was very, very scary. Okay. So take a minute, take a breath, right. Get yourself back. Right. Right. And then after that, after you validate yourself, step one, then you have to comfort yourself. Okay. So step two, then I had to say to myself, but you know what? Even though that was scary, that was like one of the scariest things ever. It all worked out. Right. And even if it hadn't worked out, we would find a way and you did great, you know, despite the fact that you had a freak out, right? And that you were crying in public and that you, you know, had made a mini trauma response, you know, trauma incident for your children, because <laughs> they got traumatized by that as well, right? They were there with you. They were on the ship, right? Um, that you did the best job that you've ever done in recovery, right? So you name all the things that are that are the, the person that's doing well, right? So when you're doing this for your child, you're trying to remind them of the positives, remind them of what they've done right, right? And remind them of how powerful they are. And so you're doing that for yourself. You're talking in that direction to yourself when you're loving yourself and you're saying, I love you and you did amazing. You did the best that you've ever done and you're gonna do better next time when you come up against the same darn trauma response, right? Right. The very next time you're going to do even better because now you've taken this moment, right, this second in the car, to love on yourself, and so you validate, you comfort, right, and then if you're doing this for like a child or for someone else, they always talk about how you um, you do you give physical touch, right, to your to the other person, right. Um, and this is something that you can do for yourself, right? So for some people, you grab your hands and you can rub them back and forth with each other, right? Um, it's, that can be really soothing. You can also rub your cheeks up and down, right? Back and forth, right? Um, you can pretend like you're giving yourself a hug and rub your shoulders, right? And I know that this might sound really like dramatic, right? But in those moments that you don't have another adult, another healthy adult um, to give you a hug, right? To cry in their arms, right? You have to have the strength and you have to have the self-love to be able to do these things yourself. And nobody has this far been giving us the tools to do this for ourselves. And that's why those moments keep being out of control and we keep responding in unhealthy ways is because we don't know how to take the steps to love ourselves through those traumatic experiences. And so it might seem weird to sit there and rub your shoulders because we're not used to doing it. But I'm going to tell you that your physical body response is going to be a lot calmer and it's going to feel the love from you to you, right? And it's going to help you self-regulate, okay? And so, like I said, it's going to feel weird in the first few times that you do it, but don't, like don't feel like that is it it is a definitely a needed step, right? So you're gonna rub yourself in some form of way, like rubbing your arms. So like up and down, like you're giving yourself a rub hug, right? Um, like I said, you could rub your hands together and just close your eyes and be in that moment of getting that physical compression. And this is really, really important for, especially for people like if you've done like the um, the love languages exam and you know that you're a physical touch person like for for example my son he's a super physical touch person when he gets older he will need to do this for himself like in big ways right it will help calm him down and you notice like when people get really stressed out they start to like you know put the the thumb push it into the palms of their hands that really helps release some of that stress that tension it helps comfort it helps regulate okay and then um the next step that you would do, right? Um, And the next thing that I did when I was sitting in the car is I sat there and I thought to myself, okay, now what can I do or how, what can I think to feel better? Or what is it going to take me to feel better? Like, do I need um, you know, to drive, to go home and not do any more of the errands that we sought out to do. Do I need to take a minute before starting the car? Right. Do I need, you know, what do, what do I need in this? Do I need to cry? And that's the thing too, is like, we're in such a society and in such a, um, oppressed emotionally, you know, like cultures that we end up, um, not allowing ourselves to release like, that energy right and there was a lot of energy that came into that experience and like I said it wasn't just from that fear right of that moment right it was from my whole lifetime of you know not having enough or feeling scared like we're not going to have heat one winter or you know not feeling like we have enough to eat um as a child you know all those things um have built up and now me being a single mom, it's like, you know, yeah, that would freak anybody out, right? Is to like have all of your money, all of your resources be gone if that were the case, right? And so, so this is the thing. Um, So make sure that in those moments after you come back online that you're really loving yourself And you're really spending the time to flip the script because if you're not, if you're just regurgitating or if you're just moving on quickly and not really like taking the time to like walk yourself through the steps that are actually healthy, right? Like we have found psychologically that these steps of self-regulation help people to, to deal with the trouble and turmoil's of life, right? And because life is not just this beautiful experience of all these happy things, right? Um and if life were like that, we probably wouldn't come to earth, right? Because we would just stay in heaven where everything's great and hunky dory all the time, right? But we came here to experience it all. And there's topography in life. And there's sometimes more lows than there are even highs, right? But more sometimes equal, right? And so you have to get good. You have to strengthen that muscle of learning how to take care of yourself and love yourself through those hard moments, through those stressful times, right? Because you're going to come upon them. And even when you get really good at it, like that was a while ago for me. Like that was several months back. And like I've had experiences since then, right, of like trauma, right? Um, And it's not that I like don't ever respond like in traumatic ways anymore, but I'm going to tell you like this. It's literally like when you start out and you're like, before you're like, like when you start out on a workout journey and like your muscles are all flabby and you can't lift like very heavy weights. Right. Um, the same thing with self-love is like, so at first, you know, when I started like going through those trauma responses, but I have all this self-love tools, right. Um, my still those muscles for after my trauma responses were really flabby, right? Like what to do, right? Like so it wasn't like it wasn't like something that just like came easy or like it had to come after, right? But now I'm gonna tell you that now that I've like done done that cycle so many times of like, okay, things aren't going my way, things are stressful, things are hard, oh my gosh, like you know, my inner child is coming popping online again. Now I'm catching it in the moment. Now it's like the muscle builds like slowly over time. And eventually you have this big freaking muscle that like you don't even have to think about it. Like something negative happens, right? And you're just like, oh, like I know how to handle this. And the inner child stays in the inner child position and you stay in the adult like conscious position, right? Um, and I'm going to tell you that there's been like times recently where like things have happened. And the way that I would have responded like a year ago or six months ago is completely different to how I respond now where I have these tools, right? Where I have these ways to calm myself down. Um, and so it, that's what it is, is like, just remembering that it's not an overnight success, right? That you will get there, right? Like, and it will be like, Each time something negative happens, like a negative circumstance occurs, a trauma happens for you, um, maybe that's one of the ways you comfort yourself during the comforting section, right? You remind yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm building my muscle right now. Right now, I'm loving myself. And this is like me learning to have this muscle become even bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, think of like the future you, right? Think of like the future you being able to like respond in the most emotionally healthy way where you're not traumatizing your children, right? Like where you're not passing that influence down onto them, where they're seeing you have a panic attack in public. I I cannot tell you how many times since I've been on my own um, after I was divorced from my abusive marriage that I literally went through panic attacks of like, like, in front of my children, right, of, like, because every single thing that was on my shoulders and, like, and it's funny because it was, like, um, you know how many times I, like, things got lost, like, my purse or my wallet, like, I remember we were out shopping another time at a mall, this was, like, years ago, a couple years ago now, and I had my purse and we had the stroller and something happened where I set the purse down, And it fell off the stroller, but I didn't notice it. And so then when we noticed it and it had all of my money, again, because I'm like, um, my side hustle ends up um, where I get tips. So it had literally all my cash that I had made um, the weekend before. And it was all my money was in there. I hadn't deposited in the bank yet. And literally, again, I had a panic attack in front of my kids because I couldn't find my purse in that mall. And just, it it was like, you're passing that down, right? To your children when you, um, when they see that over and over again, like you're passing that response because that's what they see that you're doing. Right. And you're their world. Right. And they're learning from your experience with them. Right. And so that's one of the ways that I knew that I needed to like like find a way out of my trauma responses was because I could see that it was affecting my children. Right. And so if, even if you're like, you don't have the self-love will (laughs) to do it for yourself, do it for your children, right. Do it for, um, the people that are going to come after you. Cause, um, we love them sometimes more than we love ourselves. Right. So it doesn't matter what excuse you give it, but just start doing the self-love work. All right. So, um, yeah, I think that was all that I really had on that. Just make sure that you're going through self-regulation and you're turning to your self-love um, it, after those trauma responses or you're going to get to the place like me now where like now I'm in the moment, right? Now it's in the moment of the trauma and I'm able to keep my adult self online and really respond in those loving ways to myself and really rationalize, like, take a deep breath, this is not, like, this is not the end all. Even if you lost that, we would find a way. It, you would be okay. Like, we got this. You can do this. Stay calm, right? Like, all the things. Um Because when you live a life where you're not loving yourself and then you become an adult and you start to do this self love work, um, it takes, there's a learning curve, right? And so be gentle, be patient with yourself, and just remember that every time you come across a negative or traumatic experience, it is your opportunity, okay? It is your job to jump in and love yourself like you've never been loved before. And you're going to do it better and better and better each time that you come across a new experience. Okay. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you learned something valuable and don't forget, love yourself. Bye.